Line Podcast. What's going on? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. Jimmy Fidesi, Mr. Taco with you, a.k.a. Austin Myers. We hope you are well. As always, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. Much appreciated. And thank you so, so much for 100 followers on Twitter. Finally. (laughs) It's about freaking time. No, seriously. Thank you so much for 100 followers on Twitter. We truly appreciate it. And we're close to 200 followers on our Instagram page. So thank you so much, guys. It means it means the world to us. And uh, if you're not following us already, what the hell are you doing? You should be on all social media besides Twitter and Instagram. We also got Facebook and TikTok as well at bottom line WMCX. Don't forget to use hashtag bottom line. Austin, I got to ask, I know it's uh, early in the morning at the time of this recording. Uh, how are you feeling? It's 8 a.m. I'm feeling fantastic. It's, it's 8 a.m. where you are, at least. Yeah, it's 8 a.m. where I'm at, at least. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling a little fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. So am I. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a nice day out today, and I've got, uh, I've got no complaints, but I'm a bit happier with what happened to the New York Giants this past week. But before we get into that, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all audio platforms, including Jimmy when searching for this podcast. So we're going to talk about what happened with the Giants this week and where they're going to go from here. And we also have wild card weekend coming up in the NFL. We each have three games that we're going to pick and give our predictions. Austin, you wanted to uh, say something real quick? Sounding the air raid siren for what you're about to do. <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go. All right. All right. All right. You have the floor. Go ahead. I'm going to sit here and enjoy this one. <laughs> you may want to duck and cover, but no, this is probably going to be less of a tirade and more of a joyous conversation because as a Giants fan, I am so thrilled because they did what they were supposed to do. Joe Judge has been fired. He's out. And thank the Lord in heaven above, he's gone. And look, I am a little bit peeved that Dave Gettleman was allowed to, quote unquote, retire. Even though, let's face it, the guy got fired. But they want to say retire because they want to cover his ass for the egregious four years that he had with the Giants. But he got fired. Judge got fired. And thank God. I don't know why it took as long as they did to fire Joe Judge. I don't know what was said in those meetings, but hey, they did the right thing. Now the Giants can start fresh all over again. Although I will argue this. The Giants have been starting over since 2011, 2012. And why is that? Because that was the year they won the Super Bowl. And ever since then, it's been, uh, it's been mediocre to bad. The only time they made the playoffs after the Super Bowl in 2011 was 2016, and they lost to the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, which was the infamous Miami boat trip. But in all honesty, are you really going to blame that boat trip for why the Giants lost? If you are, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, we are. (laughs) You might, Austin. You're not. Look, but the difference is Austin is not an idiot. At least he sees some logic here. 
The rest of the Giants fans are all idiots. Once again, it's all here for the memes. <laughs> I mean, that, that entire boat trip, I think, could be, uh, could be a meme at some point if uh, we were back in 2016. I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it already is. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was a big deal, but even still, if we were back in 2016, that would be that would be something you would be all over for sure, as probably one of the biggest memes of the year. But I digress there. But listen, where do the Giants stand from here? Well, here's the thing: they still suck. They're a clown show, a clown show organization. I don't care what Joe Judge says. I I get it. He was trying to defend the state of the Giants, but. You're a clown show. I'm sorry. Let's just call it how we see it. The Giants have been nothing but a clown show, and it will not change unless something changes. And they made two big changes, Gettleman being gone, Judge being gone. So now the question is, what are you going to do once you hire the new GM and hire the new head coach? And what are you going to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Now, this is my personal fantasy for what I would want as GM and head coach. I would want Lewis Riddick as the GM, and I know it's probably not going to happen, but again, this is my personal fantasy, so I'm not reporting any of this. Lewis Riddick is my GM, and this might surprise some people, but can you imagine the fit that Brian Flores would be as head coach of the Giants? I know he just got canned by the Dolphins, which was a egregious mistake, and the Dolphins are going to instantly regret that move, but Brian Flores at least had his guys competing. Yeah, I know he started one and seven, but look how they finished out the year. They won eight of their last nine games, just barely missing the playoffs. And Brian Flores had his guys competing. This is a guy who actually had success. It's not Brian Flores' fault that in his first year in 2019, he has a roster that was deemed by many to be the worst in football. That roster in 2019 was projected to go 0-16. And they finished with five wins. So that just tells you how, how much of an impact Brian Flores has and has had on the Dolphins. He actually had his guys competing. Now, I understand that there were a whole bunch of rifts between him and the players and him in the front office, but that doesn't matter. If you win, winning is the ultimate deodorant here. Yes, Austin? I don't care. Listen, I don't care. Look at what Jacksonville did this year. <laughs> ja Jacksonville's a whole different animal. I understand that, but look at what Trev did. Uh, he actually took that team to do something every now and again. Even the Detroit Lions did something this yeah, year. Yeah, that that that's the other team I was gonna bring up. Thank you, Austin. But no, look, look, Dan Campbell, despite the fact that the Lions did not get their first win until Thanksgiving, they up. still at least tried. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know they beat the Cardinals. It hurts. Sorry, sorry. No, no, in, in all honesty, I forgot who they played on Thanksgiving. I, they didn't play the Cardinals on Thanksgiving, but I know somebody's going to bring it up. I understand we lost to the Lions, but holy crap. <laughs> it's not – I'm sorry, but having Kyler Murray and D-Hop injured was a really bad – we were in a really bad spot. You no, know, that was – that that hurt. That hurt. Now, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard reports that – DeAndre Hopkins is actually supposed to come back for this weekend. Am I hearing that correctly? I think so. If that's the case, then if that's the case, we're, we're taking this wild card. That's game. a huge. That's a huge boost for the Cardinals if they get D Hop back. We're getting the flip 
out of this game. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely get into those games in a little bit because this is going to be an interesting wild card weekend, folks. But back to the task at hand here. I understand what you're saying about Jacksonville, Austin. I understand, but they're a whole different mess right now. Who knows where they're going to be in the next five years? Yeah, I yeah, digress. And, and what happened about this not being a tirade? <laughs> yeah, whatever. But anyway, back to the topic at hand here real quick, just so we can finally put a bow on this, because I know everybody's <laughs> talking about it on New York and national radio waves today. I haven't, this whole I haven't week, actually. National, I haven't heard it on national radio waves more than maybe once. Maybe, <laughs> New, York, maybe New York radio waves, but not national. <laughs> no, believe me, it's all over national television. Listen, now, now if this was Matt Nagy, I would be hearing it more here. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Matt, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy should have been fired three years ago. I'm surprised he hasn't even been sacked yet. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, where is he getting? When's he getting sacked? He should have been sacked a week ago. Mm, well, he ha- he has been fired, and so is Ryan Pace. And again, Did they should they should they should have been they should yep they should have been fired three years ago. But that's beside the point. Maggie back to the Giants been, here. Maggie shouldn't have even been here. He shouldn't have even been a head coach. He's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, that that is true. He's he's much better off as a uh, probably an offensive coordinator somewhere. In but my I, opinion, I mean, I shouldn't be talking. I I liked John Gruden for the time being. Oh uh, well, yeah, Jesus until he decided Christ. to be an until, idiot and get those emails out. But even still, and then uh, and then his emails got leaked. Uh... Yeah. Yikes. We're, Yikes! we're not we're, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. This I don't want to. This is not the podcast to do that. I don't want to get into the allegation network because uh, then we start talking about other allegations. Yeah, exactly. Evander <laughs> exactly. King. We're, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. We don't want to go down. Let's just leave Evander it there. King. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But anyway, so where do the Giants go from here? Well, I think they need to do one of two things. Actually, two things. Number one, obviously, if I'm John Mara, I'm hiring outside of the organization. Do not go within the organization. Go outside the organization for your next GM and head coach. Somebody with experience. Don't be incompetent like Dave Gettleman was the past four years where he had no idea how to build a competent team. Well, I hate to bring it to you. They're not going to do that. They're going to keep it in the organization. I mean, as much as I don't want it to happen, I really hate to admit you might be right. I mean, I know there were multiple reports that – um. What's his name? Uh, Kevin Abrams was mm-hmm. supposed to be promoted promoted to uh, GM, but thank God that is not happening because then they would be really stupid. But again, we'll see what happens. But this is what I want to happen, and I'm sure every Giants fan out there can vouch for me when I say this. Go outside the organization, and once that happens, once you get your new guys, when the draft comes, all right, go offensive line because it is still a problem. Now, I understand that you're going to come at me and say, oh, well, what about Daniel Jones? Weren't you the one defending him at one point, but now all of a sudden you're turning on him? Yes. And here's what you do with him. I actually think you have to ride him out for one more year and see how he does in a new system. Now, I understand that might sound crazy, but it's unfair to the kid that this is going to be his third offensive system in four freaking years. So it's a bit unfair to him, but you know what? I understand the turnovers are a huge issue and it needs to be fixed, but with a proper O-line, he can be good. I mean, in, in all honesty, 
Are Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm really going to be your best quarterback answers? I mean, really, what are we talking about here? We'll give you Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Mr. Five Interception himself, Nate Peterman. Yeah, I'll hey, take him. Hey, 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 you can't talk crap about Nathan Peterman because he's got something that somebody, not a lot of people in the NFL can say right now. And he's that is? He's got 100% completion rate. <laughs> where, where even is he right now? I think he's like on our development squad. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll give. I mean, we can easily give you Marcus Mariota. I I would actually really like Marcus Mariota on the Giants. Mari- you can have Mariota. <laughs> what do we use? We literally use him to run plays and to run the ball half the time. No, in, in all honest to God seriousness, Marcus Mariota, I think would be a great fit on the Giants as a potential, at least for one year, just to see how he does, and maybe. Maybe he can teach Daniel Jones a few things here and there. I know Marcus Mariota is looking to be a starter again, so hey, maybe he can, uh, maybe he can pull some strings and uh, get his ass over to New York. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think he's done. I think he's tired playing Derek Carr's puppet. <laughs> oh man! But hey, you never know. We'll see. But if I'm the Giants, I'm going O line once again because it is still a problem that has not been fixed in the past five years. Look. You can draft all the college linemen you want, and I want them to do that. But in my personal opinion, to make it even better, go out and get them in free agency. Go free agency, because at least then you will have guys who have experience. And look, Andrew Thomas, I'm still on the fence of. He does have the potential to be a great offensive lineman. But Nate Solder, really? I mean... (laughs) He's he's so bad. He's literally like a revolving door at this point. He's so bad. All right. So that's beside the point. But the bottom line for me is simply this. What's that, Austin? I'm sorry. I was going to say besides the point. Yeah, exactly. The New York football giants are still a clown show. And I was going to say, wouldn't this turn into the Washington, the New York (laughs) football club? I mean, well, hey, at least Washington's getting a name next month, okay? Yeah, and the finally. Commanders. <laughs> like, what the? F- oh my I goodness! Have, I have a lot of issues with that. Oh my goodness! That will be gracious. discussed at a later date. Yeah, that that's another episode for another day. But that's another episode when the logo gets revealed. That oh way I God can, Almighty! That yeah. way I can. You have your tirades. I'm gonna have a tirade when we see that. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely have to have an episode on that. Stay tuned. But the bottom line is this. The Giants are a mess. I'm glad they got rid of Judge because he was not helping the cause at all. I mean, the fact that you decided to go for back-to-back quarterback sneaks on third and nine in your own goddamn territory against Washington at home, and you had that unexplicable loss of the Chicago Bears, Joe Judge basically fired himself. He did. He basically fired himself. And I think the, the writing was on the Nagy wall, and John Mara finally saw it after the Bears game. That's what I've learned. Matt Nagy fires coaches. <laughs> yeah, and then he also gets fired after the season's over, but that's he beside killed, the point. He killed John Gruden. He killed Joe <laughs> Judge. Who else has he killed, though? Well, Gruden, Judge, th- there's a whole plethora of coaches that yeah, he's killed whole, his career. There's a whole pl- there's a whole plethora, and if, <laughs> if we tried to name them all, we'd be here yeah. for a few days. Yeah, we'd be here for a while. But look, 
The Giants are still a mess, but at least now they're going in a much better direction now that they fired Judge and got rid of Gettleman. So now they can sit back and just start fresh and hopefully go in a more positive direction. Because as of right now, I'm going to say it right here, and I can't believe I'm going to, but the Jets are going in a more positive direction than the Giants right now. And I really hate saying that because at least the Jets showed you something throughout the season. At least the Jets were trying in a few games. Have you seen the Giants once try in any of their games? Maybe one, but nothing else to show for it. Nothing, nothing. So that's the bottom line with the Giants. That's pretty much the state they're in right now. They are a mess, but I'm very, very curious to see what they do as far as GM and coach and what they do in the draft. So that is my tirade quote-unquote on the giants that was that was a 20 minute tirade i hope you know that (laughs) i'm aware how long it was (laughs) all right just making sure but now we get to more exciting things also because it is time for nfl wild card weekend we each have three games that we're going to preview and give our predictions as to who will win so austin would you like to start first or would you like me to go I mean, I mean, it depends on which one you're going to talk about first. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, well, the first game I was going to preview. I, I was going to say, we have two, two of the three of ours are the same, so. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So the first game I was going to preview, I don't know if this is the same one as you, is Raiders Bengals. It, it is the same. All right, so we can both preview this then. So this is a very interesting matchup here. And by the way, uh, once we're done here, let us know who you have. Uh, winning wildcard weekend at bottom line WMCX on social media. But this is a very interesting matchup. Now, for one thing, let me just say this about the Raiders. I could not be happier for Derek Carr. I mean, he was finally able to get that monkey off his back and lead the Raiders to the playoffs. Now, granted, granted that uh, he did, he's done it before, even though he's been in, he got injured the game. <laughs> yeah. The playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but we really haven't been able to see what car can do. So yeah, well now we're now we're gonna finally see what he's uh, what he's what capable he's of. I'm actually really really excited well, for it. I am. But oh, yeah, look, given the fact that they actually were willing to settle for a tie against the Chargers, I mean, nobody yeah. roots for a tie in this league. Like really, people, come on. Well, well yes, but. You got to remember the Chargers are a very oomph opponent to say the least. <laughs> you got a fair point there. I mean, listen, I mean, you look at their look at their quarterback, Justin oh. Herbert. Justin Herbert's a young, fantastic, fantastic talent. Oh, he he he's 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 an absolute stud. He was he was absolutely unbelievable in that game too. That was, that I that mean, Raiders Chargers game might have been game of the year. I mean, let's be real. Both quarterbacks were fantastic. No, they were. They were. But to me, Justin Herbert was the one that stole the show. I understand Derek Carr led them to the playoffs. And again, I'm happy for him. But we got robbed of seeing Justin Herbert in the playoffs because of Brandon freaking Staley. You shouldn't have called that timeout, pal. Just saying. But But anyway. But I mean... The real star of the show wasn't wasn't our O line. It wasn't our quarterbacks. It was Max Crosby. Oh my God, that that guy! 
That guy he was out there headhunting. Oh my god! Yeah, he that that man was on a mission nerd. last he was week. On a mission, he got through the O line and he was at Herbert every snap. Yeah, no, he was, he was, and I can imagine what he's gonna do against Joe Burrow. I mean, my God, I mean, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid for Joe Burrow. So am I, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> so am I. I mean, not only are I get that they have Max Crosby. But they're missing another key defenseman right there. They don't have, as of what I know, Carl Nassib's still out to an injury. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So not having Nassib's a big hit for them. No, it is. No, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. But where Nassib's missing, Crosby's showing up. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. A lot of the other D-line there have also been showing up. There were a few plays where some of the guys that usually don't do much were actually like playing well. Yeah. No. Hey, look, you make fair points, and it's going to be interesting to see what the defense does against the Bengals here. But listen, I'm looking at both quarterbacks here, to be honest with you, because it's both of their first times in the playoffs. I'm really, really excited to see what they're capable of. But that connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, though, I mean, dude. God, that is that is gonna, an abs- that is going to be an absolute problem for the NFL for years. I mean, if the Raiders want to change, they've got to shut that down. No, they do. They do. And Absolutely. I don't know if they can. And l- let's keep this in mind. This was a pick in Jamar Chase that I myself questioned because I initially said when the this last year's draft came along that the Bengals should have gone with uh, Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman. This way you can actually protect Joe Burrow so he doesn't have another knee injury. But, hey, obviously the Bengals knew something that we didn't. And, look, Jamar Chase has shut me up because he has been an absolute stud so far in his first year. I mean, that guy's going to be a problem. But at the end of the day, it comes down to both quarterbacks. I'm very curious to see how the Raiders' defense will do against that Bengals' offense. And, Austin, you're right. If they want a chance to win this game, they gotta shut down Jamar Chase, and I gotta, I got, I got news for you. That ain't gonna be easy. Max Crosby can't do it by his damn self. So as a no. result of that, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game. I, I think mean, this is the year they finally get over that playoff. Um, the Bengals are going to win. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be a close game. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna take to them close. to win 34 to 31. I think it's gonna be lower than that. It's, oh wow. Okay. So I, you don't think it's gonna I, be that high scoring? No, I think it's going to be just like the Chargers game. Oh, wow. Okay. Be, okay. I see what you're doing here. Scoring. Both, defense, both, teams are going to be, both teams are going to be very defensive. Okay. And I don't know what the score is going to be. I'm not going to take shots in the dark on it. But I really, my, my heart says go with the Raiders. My gut says go with the Bengals. I know, I, know, I know it's hard to pick. I know it is. But listen. They always say, listen to your heart. So I'm assuming that means you're picking the Raiders. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the Raiders. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right, so we're head-to-head on this game. So, hey, listen, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders won. I'm actually giving them a fair shot in this game. I think they have a chance to win. It's, it's, just, all on, uh, it's just all on the defense here. What are they going to do against that Bengals offense? It's going to be tough. And, but I mean, it's the same thing with the Bengals defense. What are they going to do with the Raiders offense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What are they going to do to shut down Derek Carr? 
Well, and, uh, and, and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. I mean, that's that's not going to be easy Jacobs. either. I mean, we saw Josh Jacobs when they were doing. Yeah, him plays. too. Josh him Jacobs too. Was burning through the D line. So I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Him, Renfro, and Waller. It's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not going to be an easy task for both yeah. teams. But I have the Bengals 34-31. Austin has the Raiders, but he does not have a score. A score prediction, but we are both head to head on this game. I can't wait, but it wouldn't surprise me if either team won. But hey, let's see how it goes. Next game. This is the game that I have Cardinals circled Rams. personally. Well, this is the game that I have circled personally. We'll we'll talk about that game, I promise you. But this is the game I have circled on my calendar. I I think this might be the game of the week here. 49ers Cowboys. Oh, I was expecting you to say Steelers and uh Kansas City. I was about to say. <laughs> no, no, because no, I think gonna, we all know the a, outcome of that. That's going to be a squash fest. That the, I think we all know the outcome of that game, but still, 49ers, Cowboys. Now, why am I saying this is game of the week? Well, because for one thing, 49ers are playing their best football right now. Yes, you I know it. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been that consistent, but I'll tell you what, that win against the Rams, absolutely huge for him. He led the charge against... They were down 17 to nothing, and they came all the way back and ended up winning in overtime. you got to give the 49ers a ton, a ton of credit for the way they came back and fought against that Rams defense. I mean, that is just simply unbelievable. And, uh, again, we'll talk about the Rams in a little bit because I do have my concerns about Matt Stafford, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. No, No, Jimmy, you're saying this is the game of the week because you have a secret love for Dak Prescott. Really? Really? No, no, we're going to go later. <laughs> well, listen, let, let, let's talk about the Cowboys real quick. Let's talk about them real quick. As a Giants fan, I hate the Cowboys, but I do like Dak Prescott. I really do. I think he is an absolute star in this league. But here's the thing. That 49ers defense has been playing a whole lot better lately. Because I, I, think, I think they're going to pressure Dak Prescott like it's nobody's business. But let me say this. I still trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And why well, is yeah. that? Because Dak Prescott has been more consistent this year than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, I know he's had his flashes where he's been uh, having multiple turnovers per game. I get it. But, hey, you know what? It's not all of his fault that his receivers want to keep dropping passes and nobody's open in the slot. But, again, that's, that's just me. That's just me. But at the end of the day, I trust Dak Prescott more and – can we say anything else about the Cowboys defense? I mean, it's just absolutely dangerous. I mean, Micah Parsons is going to be rookie of the year, in my opinion. He is an absolute star. Trayvon Diggs is going to be defensive player of the year. He is also an absolute star. I mean, and that, that defense is going to be tough to stop. So at the end of the day, as much as it pains me to say it, the Cowboys are winning this game. The Cowboys are winning this game 27 to 24. I can see it. I, I it, it pains me because I, I really do not want the Cowboys to win. So I'm really hoping the Niners can shut me up and prove me wrong. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, unfortunately, gonna, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. That's not going to happen. Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to throw it away. Eh, well, hopefully they shut me up and prove me wrong because nothing would make me more happy than seeing the Cowboys lose. But I digress. I mean, I, I, mean, I feel the same way, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, next game. 
Cardinals, Rams. Now, why are we talking about this game? And I'm sure Austin's going to make a pick on this game as well, because I think we're both simpatico on this game here. But here's the thing. I'm worried about Matt Stafford. I really am. This is a guy who I really like. I've always thought Matt Stafford was an underrated quarterback. It's not his fault that he was on some bad Lions teams. And I mean, bad. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Look, he has an 0-3 playoff record. That doesn't help. But again, it was all with the Lions. Look, anything can change. I understand that. But look, the guy had multiple turnovers in the past few weeks. I mean, the guy hasn't been playing like himself lately. And look, the same can be said about Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray had his share of turnovers. But the one thing that Kyler Murray has that Matt Stafford doesn't. The fact that Kyler Murray was also injured helps. Yeah. I know. Well, here's the thing, though. The one thing that Kyler Murray has that Matt Stafford doesn't is a rushing game. He can run that football like it's nobody's that's business. He's small. What's that? That's because he's small. <laughs> man. I mean, I mean like yeah, four, but. My man Kyler Murray is like 4'9", 130 pounds, and he just. Flies. True. No, that's that's true. That's true. But when he but when he flies, he tends to get hurt. Yeah, I mean that, that, that that's, that's obviously game. a big issue. We saw it in the Green Bay game. We saw it last year. He needs to stop running the ball. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But listen, at the end of the day, though, I look at this game and I say, I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a tremendous game. Now, the question is, and I mentioned this earlier, is DeAndre Hopkins going to come back? And if he does, if he does, that is going to be a problem for the Rams because they are not going to be able to stop DeAndre Hopkins. Nobody can stop him. I mean, the guy is just in another level. He's on another level. And look, I like that Rams defense. I mean, they've pretty much been saving my bacon throughout the entire fantasy football season. So I, I thank them for that. But even still, you're not stopping D-Hop. No, 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 nobody's stopping DeAndre Hopkins. And look, I get it. You still have Christian Kirk. I get that. He's also been really, really good. But I think the rushing game is going to be too much for the Rams defense. However, I think somehow, some way, the Rams are going to pull this out. I'm, I'm sorry. I really hate to say it, but they're not. No. Look, not because I'm at not because I'm at Stafford. Because I think I think that he'll have a he'll have a good game, but they're not going to win because of Matt Stafford. I think they're going to win because that defense is going to show up. I get the rushing game is going to be a problem, but I think they find a way to squeak it out on a last second field goal. It's going to be a thirty three to thirty final score. L A Rams over the Arizona Cardinals. Well, once again, I have no score, but it's going to be Arizona. There's no questions asked. You have Arizona. All right, hey, I, again, I, again, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. We'll see, though. We'll see. It's going to be a very intriguing matchup. <laughs> I love it. Bonus game. Table. Steelers, Chiefs. Squash Let's talk it. about this doozy for a second, shall we? Because What is, what, what is there to talk about? Is it, is it, well, you just want to talk about the fact that it's going to be Big Ben's last game? Well, I'll tell you, because I have uh, – Got a couple thoughts here because look at the Chiefs for a second. The Chiefs, we were talking about them at one point missing the postseason. That's how dreadful they were defensively 
and offensively because Patrick Mahomes did not look like himself. Absolutely not. Now, look, I, I understand that Patrick Mahomes had some key guys that were hurt, but again, he did not look like himself. And uh, look, we've always talked about that defense being absolute trash. I mean, I like Tyron Matthew. He seems to be the only good defensive player on that Kansas City defense. But even still, I mean, despite the fact that they've turned it around, the defense has played a lot better. I still don't think it's all that great. The Steelers defense is a thousand times better than the Kansas City defense. Well, yeah. And if the Steelers, if the Steelers want any chance to win this game, it ain't going to be because of Big Ben. Because no. look, I like Big Ben. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. No question about it. And look, no surprise if he retires after the season. All signs are pointing this is going to be it for him. But if the Steelers want any chance, it's going to be because of that defense. I mean, T.J. Watt. I mean, one more can you say about T.J. Watt? That man is just that man's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. No question about it. Yeah, and I think it'd be nice for him to try and take these Steelers far especially with the fact that he's going to be leaving the team next season yeah it would it would be look if they somehow beat the chiefs i mean that we're, we're gonna have a whole different conversation about the pittsburgh steelers no question about it i mean i know big ben talked about how they mentioned that the fact that they're underdogs amuses them and they're gonna go out and prove a lot of people wrong and austin i know i'm gonna sound crazy here but i'm actually picking the steelers to win this football game not because of okay. Big Ben, not because of Big Ben, but because of the defense. I think the defense is going to have the game of their life. Now, it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be a blowout. But at the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go into Arrowhead and pull off the only upset of Wild Card Weekend. They are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 17-14. to 14. You can okay. book it. And if I'm wrong, I will come right on these airwaves and say I was dead wrong because I know it's probably not going to happen. But I am predicting that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to pull off the upset and beat the Kansas City Chiefs on wildcard weekend. What okay. say you, Austin Myers? I, I got no pick because, I, I, I mean, you bring up fair points. If you would have asked me in my pick before you said something, I would have said Kansas City in a squash. <laughs> now, now I'm looking at it and I'm like, hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I mean, listen, you look at the Steelers' defense and you got to think to yourself, it's going to be interesting. I think yeah. people are really starting to overlook how good the Steelers' defense has been all year. That, that defense has pretty much carried them the entire season. They haven't won because of their offense. They've won because of their defense. And that's the one thing that people need to look at here. So that's why I'm picking the Steelers to ultimately pull off this upset because of TJ Watt and that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Now, if you're asking me who I'm picking in the other games, look, I think the Eagles don't have a prayer against the Bucs. The Bucs are winning that game. And Patriots-Bills, that's another very tough matchup, but at the end of the day, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to win that game. The I mean, Patriots, I don't think the Patriots uh, are going to survive uh, in that frozen tundra. Oh, I understand Green Bay is the frozen tundra, but Buffalo's frozen tundra 2.0. It's going to be freaking zero degrees there. It's going to be snowing, I think. It's going to be an absolute nightmare for the Patriots. Give me the Bills in that game. Nope, no deflatriates here, boys. <laughs> I don't think I need to talk about that. And look, I like Mac Jones. Allegations. But 
but I, I don't think I don't think he has a prayer in this game. It's gonna be close, but Bills are gonna win this game. Bills are gonna win it. I, I still I still I still think I think Trevor Lawrence should have a playoff spot. <laughs> On a better team, he might. Yes, but hey. Trev- hey, leave him alone. He he at least got to win a few games. Well, I mean, why he he got a really big win over. He knocked the Colts out of playoff contention. Exactly. That I'll give him. But hey. You never know with Trevor Lawrence. I really hope to see him in the playoffs one day, though, in all seriousness. But we'll see how the Jaguars do. But that wraps up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. What are your thoughts on Wild Card Weekend? And what are your thoughts on the Giants and Joe freaking Judge? Let us know on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Bottom Line WMCX. Use hashtag Bottom Line. And once again, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like and a comment down below if you like what you see. And please make sure you subscribe and hit that bell so you don't miss it us. So you don't miss an episode and subscribe to all audio platforms, include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. All right, Austin, it's going to be a fun wildcard weekend. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll catch up next week, my dude. All right. <laughs> and uh, hey, by the way, uh, your boy, Adam Boquist. Blackhawks got the win against uh, yeah. got the win against Columbus the other day. I heard that one was no, that one was just that was, oh god, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Bowie like Bowie showed up, but he didn't show up. Yes, yeah, st- this proves that uh, Stan Bowman is uh, kind of an ass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I put it on Twitter already. I, I put how I felt about the whole. No, thing I, I I saw him. By the way. If you're not following this guy on Twitter, what the hell are you doing? Follow him at Mr. Come Taco. Come on, my, come on, my hot takes are fantastic. <laughs> no, they are. And by the way, just real quick, again, just thank you to those who uh, have been tuning in to all the watch parties that have been happening lately. They've been much appreciated by all the love and support. And just yeah, one sure. other thing real quick. We are approaching five years of this podcast. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been... I've been going on five years doing this, Austin. I know you've only been on this program for about a year or so, but it's been five years for me. One and year and one uh, month. One, February, February 14th, I think it is. We'll for a year for you, yes. A year for you, yes. But January 17th will be five years of this podcast, and it's uh, – Jesus Christmas. It's been, it's, been a very, uh, it's been a very fun five years, and there will be many more years to come, absolutely. But I just wanted to take time real quick to say I'll, I'll have a more in-depth uh, social media post on it uh, come on January 17th but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody including Austin and Neil as well who have been nothing but supportive of me and this incredible journey yeah I know Austin it still hurts not to have Neil here I know but listen to you Austin to Neil to my amazing family my amazing friends and to everybody on social media who has been absolutely nothing of supportive of me throughout this entire journey. Thank you for an amazing five years. It really, uh, it really does touch me to know that people actually, uh, people actually care about this show and Austin and I will make sure that we continue to provide you some great high quality content. We've got some big stuff coming on for you in the next uh, couple of weeks. We've got a couple of big announcements. So Stay tuned on all social media. We've got some uh, big things are happening this year. Big, big things. things are happening. Big things. <laughs> and we can't wait to share it with you. And uh, it all starts. It all starts in February, late January. We got uh, we got something to share say, with you guys that uh, I was going to say uh, going to interest not, you. Not just that. We do, we do have content coming this week. 
No, we yeah, that we do. Stay tuned on uh, stay tuned on TikTok at bottom line WMCX. Austin's got some behind the scenes content for you. He's gonna be at a couple of uh, hockey games this weekend. But listen, these five years have been a hell of a ride. Many more years to come. Thank you so so much. It really does mean the world. But anyway, I'll have a more in depth post on five years uh, coming uh, next week. But Austin, thank you so much for. For uh, not only coming on board, but uh, just just supporting me on this uh, just incredible ride, and uh, I can't believe it's been a year since you've been on here, man. It, it, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I left you speechless, didn't I? <laughs> hey, listen, man. I wouldn't say if I didn't mean it. It's been a hell of a ride with you. Many more years to come, my man. Thank you so so much oh. for everything, and cheers to another five years of this show. For Mr. Taco, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Take care of yourselves. And always, for, always remember, be kind to one another. Talk to you next week.